crashing waves and plummeting brand value, the NRL has played its last card in the pack. It has launched Rugby League Season 2019 as a new era, yet the game has extinction written all over it. Lurid sex tapes, Cameron Smith refusing to retire, the Roosters as premiers, it's truly sickening. But history tells us that Rugby League has always been able to crawl back out of the primordial slime of its own making if someone utters two magic words. Fire up and Shazam! And all would be right with the greatest game of all. Well, no longer. The game has been blasted back to the Stone Age and the two brontosauri that are Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale can't do anything about it. So welcome to New Fire Up, the new coke of Rugby League Radio. Welcome to a Fire Up involving 33% less talk, 33% less music and 67% less comedy. Welcome to a Fire Up that has the go forward of the Adelaide Rams. Welcome to New Fire Up, the Jurassic Era. Chris. Steve. I'm conflicted. That intro, I feel a sense of refreshment. I feel a sense of coming alive again. I feel like green shoots coming out of the earth. It is like a renaissance. I would dare say a resurrection. Well, yes. how timely. Here we are on Good Friday and death pervades all. It is the end of the world. Destruction to modern man as we know it. 2,000 odd years ago, a man was nailed to a cross for his sins and then thrown away into a cave with a great big rock with a crown of thorns thrust around his head and his liver pierced and God knows whatever else was going on. I've Injuries seen The Life of Brian. It's a good movie. It is a damn good movie, isn't it, Chris? <laughs> and, um, and yet here we are today, mourning the loss of a great cultural institution or the damage to Notre Dame. Oh, I thought you were going to say the retirement of Greg Inglis. But... We'll get to that. <laughs> and in the process, of course, they I didn't realise this, that the actual crown of thorns was housed in Notre Dame. Amazing, isn't it? So that journey from 2,000 odd years ago, or whatever it was, perhaps a little less than 2,000 years ago, if you do the numbers correctly, died at 33, 2019, you do the math, mm. came off the head, somehow in some journey with the Crusades, no doubt, ended up in Constantinople, now Istanbul, somehow came all the way back to Paris, embedded in the Notre Dame Cathedral, and now then removed by the, the fireys or the chaplain, and now housed in the greatest art-slash-gallery museum in the world, the Louvre. What a journey, Chris. I'm no expert, Stephen, but biologically, I mean, how would the crown of thorns have... I mean, how would it have survived in terms of... Wouldn't it have biodegraded at some well, stage? Or? I think they had techniques in those days, given that he was a carpenter anyway. They had techniques for preserving wood. Right, right, you know? okay, gotcha. So you wind out, they die, then they just coat it with Good some point. oils and stuff. Varnish and it or something. Varnish it, and then they probably pack it in some uh, muslin or something, you right. know. Right, okay, nice. And uh, travel... Yeah, it's a bit prickly. Yeah. No doubt the horse is complaining when it's on the back of a pack or something, you know. And it, it's lucky that these artefacts get preserved. I, I believe that you've been in the vicinity of Buddha's tooth at one stage. Well, yes, the Buddha's tooth is in Sri Lanka. And famously, there's a pilgrim to see this tooth. Not a toenail, but a tooth. And I think to myself, what possibly? If there was a man today, or a woman today, Chris, for that matter, yes. given the you know, rugby league is now, of course, a cross-gender code, yes. uh, that might attain, unbeknownst to them, the peaks, the heights of, of a, a figure like Jesus Christ, what would be the icon, the, the, the clothing, the piece of uh, uh, body part that may survive, and who might that individual be if we could predict such a person, Chris? Sitting here today, 2019, here today, yes, in Redfern? Yes. Exactly, exactly. Well, it, it, 
the question is already answered. Is yes. of course Greg Inglis. Greg Inglis, exactly. He's been sort of nailed to his own cross of physical failure. Yes. The man is too big for his own body. Yes, right. The, the, like like the modern game, the game is too tough. Yes, yes. And, and Inglis is uh, carrying the scars of battle, the scars yes. of, of occasional victory. I mean, I mean, apparently the Rabbits won a premiership. I've forgotten when. Yes, I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a it's a it's a memory I've erased as well, Chris. Yes. Uh, but you know, in modern parlance, we'd say, well, the boot. The boot might be the one that might survive. The left boot, the right boot, whichever he kicked with. It could be, I think, the mouth guard. Well, I, I think the boot would be a mistake because yeah. it takes back everyone to that game against your St. George Illawarra Dragons. It does. And may they always remain the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Hello, Paul Kent. Uh <laughs> The attempt for the field goal when yeah. trailing you guys by two points at the old girl. So they needed two points, and Gio went for the field goal. Arlo which gives you one, one. Right. Okay, Greg. So I, I would eliminate the boot because okay. there's mixed memories there. A jersey. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but he wore two jerseys at the club level, so you've yeah. already got confusion. So you, Jesus Christ had the shroud of Turin. Well, you could have both, <laughs> a new icon as well as a jersey. I, to be honest, I'd say he played his best football for the Maroons, so it'd probably be a Maroon situation. A kid from Kempsey. But to me, the thing that will be preserved, and yeah. I'm sure Greg is on board with this when the, the sad day comes. Yes, yes. The outstretched arm with the fend, the, fend. the big palm. So you're saying somebody will go, Greg, the rest of Greg can just, well, we'll just leave that behind. We'll just steal out of his tomb from the shoulder down all the way to the fingertips. Roll the boulder back. Yes. Right. Gra- grab hold of the, the English arm yes. with the outstretched, with yeah. the palm up. Is this up in Redfern Park? Is that where they're interring him? Oh, I, would, I would imagine so because yeah. his, his intention is apparently to work in the community and there's uh, no better way to be in the community than to be buried in, the, in the community. In the community, yes. <laughs> Somewhere where the dogs can relieve themselves, etc. And, and, you know, and, and I think if we looked at the whatever Notre Dame in the rebuild becomes and they look at some of the stained glass windows, the image of yeah. Greg Inglis palming off Jamie Soward and <laughs> how Soward being catapulted into and the air. And both, both brothers of the Indigenous tribe. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. It speaks, it speaks wow. to me. Um, but I think, Stephen, one of the really interesting things about the, the modern player at a press conference generally blubs like a baby. Yeah. It's unseemly. It's, mm. um, it's not really what this code is about. Greg Inglis, who I think is in the process of being reborn as a community leader, and we support him in that. We do. He actually surprised everybody at his press conference mm. by not doing uh, uh, a cry, woe is me, I'm leaving the game, I'm desperate. He actually unfurled what his new career actually is. Is Sam Thide threatened again? Sam Thide threatened again. I think Jesus, we should, Sam. Let's have a listen to this. Let's have a listen, yeah. Most important thing that my career off the field is just starting now, and I'll get to look forward to that and get to... Work with the boys, get to work with the club, and stay around Redfern and help the community out, and do what I can with with, with the team, and you know across the road with the with the board as well. So, no, that's only if um, if Wayne ever decides to say something today. Or, <laughs> or his birth, but um, still a smile on his face. He's happy. <laughs> but look, it's uh, yeah, it, you know my. My journey's only starting, starting now. You know, I'm 32 years old and I'm going back into work pretty much in a month, two weeks, two weeks. Two weeks, not one week, one week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I always have those two. Wayne? Okay. I couldn't look at Damien Cook, he started crying. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit of a super little mate. But, yeah. um, I couldn't look at him. It was the first time I seen him. And, uh, yeah, I put my head down. <laughs> look, look elsewhere. But um, uh, yeah. Um. 
So Cook's a sook. Cook's a sook. Cook's a sook. Yeah. He's probably got a few years to go before he gets to Seinfeld's level of delivery. Yeah, but you've got to start somewhere. Start and, somewhere. And your retirement press conference is the perfect platform, the perfect vehicle. Yes. I mean, there are other people playing football codes who are seeing exiting the game as the perfect platform or vehicle. Mm. I refer, of course, to Izzy Falau. Yes. You may as well put your best foot forward now because mm. who's going to remember in 12 months' time? Exactly. Yeah. And, and Izzy has yet to find that moment, that press conference moment, of course. We wait for that with bated breath. Very much so. It's coming, no doubt about it. Um, look, you've got to laugh because, you know, when your body fails you, your millions are about to dry up and you're talking about serving the community, blah, blah, blah. And there you've got Winks well, sticking the middle finger, if he had a middle finger up, wearing blue, blue yeah. to GI because he, he achieved 33 wins against 32 apparently of accumulated victories of a major scale, level one for GI. Winks was just putting it right to him, wasn't he? It was uh, a photo finish, but yeah. Winks finished ahead of GI. And maybe in the iconography, maybe in the bidding for immortalisation in the stained glass windows, we might see Winks. And I imagine would be the image of Winks kicking the barrier, you know, the, the advertising yes. hoarding yes. Uh, uh, in in the wake of her imminent departure. Yes. As I keep saying, basically because she uh, heard what sort of stud program they got yeah. awaiting her and she said I thought I'd get a bit of a break <laughs> you know a bit like GI I thought I'd get a month off not have to boom, be working yeah. don't you love the fact that GI is uh, I, the best part of that uh, routine that was captured there so um, accurately by Redfern Pat mm-hmm. was where GI said I might have a bit to do with the board right. so Sassini directors right Take note. Right. Now, he talks about community, and of course, at the other end of the spectrum, we've got Jimmy the Jet, who's in dry, dry straits at the moment. He's a, he's a troubled young man. He's battling demons, as uh, Gus said, and uh, he was, yeah, of course, this opening window of salary cap left by GI, which apparently wasn't gifted to the other teams when they had well, said players of said value leaving their teams. Where was the compensation when Peter Wallace left the Penrith Hello? Panthers mid-season? Oh, Come I on know. now. Now, suddenly there's this hole opening up, or so we think, with Toddy Greenberg. Do you refer to the Robbie Farrow ambassadorial role? Exactly. And this hawk of Jimmy the Jet might be heading down south or heading somewhere else, probably the Gold Coast Titans, because he's too scared to come back to Sydney. Bad forces in Sydney. Bad vibes, brother. Uh, I would have thought that is just the perfect place for GI to start some good work. GI is going to work in the community. Jimmy the Jet Roberts in his d- days at South found the temptations too great. I, let's face it, Stephen, we yeah. walk out of these doors here at FBI and we are surrounded by temptation. Yes, we are. And GI. It makes you stronger, though, Chris. Sorry? It makes you stronger. Yeah, well, to fight the forces, resist. 100%. Yeah. But g- there'll be a tipping point where GI will have done sufficient work in the community. Yeah. He'll simply go up to Wayne's desk and he'll knock three times in some symbolism, and Wayne will put the call through to Jimmy the Jet. Yes. $1.5 million salary cap, three-quarter centre position. Mm-hmm. South Sydney Rabbitohs, position filled. I say, uh, clean up the ghetto, G.I. Get Make going, it a safer son. place. Make it safer, Jimmy the Jet. Jesus, help me find my
Let's go change the world. Thank you, everybody. All right, who, who wants ice cream? Come get it. There's nothing like changing the world and getting ice cream at the same time, Chris. I mean, God, I love Obama so much. When has Trump ever offered anything in return? Well, he's uh, in the press today. Yes. Uh, I think they've released some of the uh, details around, is it the Mueller investigation? Yes. There's so many names. I can't keep track of I all the names. And who's gone and who's in jail yeah. and who's not. But apparently Donald's not completely confident no. in, in the security of his presidency. And if he'd, if he'd come across... I mean, what's wrong with copying other people? I've spent my entire life doing that. If he'd given ice cream out as part of his presidency, he'd been a lot stronger ground than he is right Got now. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, learn some tricks, buddy. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, or cash, <laughs> straight out. Go to the ghetto, go to Redfern, hand out some cash, Trump. We love you here. Look, um, there's a slight divergence here. Where do you sit on the Drake God's Plan film clip? Did you see that last yes. year? I did see that last year. And, and people have written and said a, this is magnificent. It's I brought a, a tear to my eye, Chris. I, I, I found it slightly... You're uns- a cynic, though. I found it slightly unsettling, <laughs> him know. just giving away money and goods yeah. to people and yeah. saying... And in a totally natural way, too. Yeah, Just yeah. walking the streets, camera behind him. They were surprised, genuinely. Yo, it's Drake! Yeah. I'll have some cash, too, yeah. And Incredible there was no stuff. self-aggrandizement in it at all, no. apparently, no. according to some journalists. No, he didn't want to be patted on the back. So he didn't I, actually want to be recognised so, to the So truth. I think that's probably what's holding Trump back, is he's had a look at Drake's God plan. He said, I don't want to come across like that idiot. <laughs> I'd rather be my own idiot, please. <laughs> that's right. This is Fire Up. Chris Gale and myself, Stephen Ferris. It is a Good Friday special. We solve the problem about what's happening in another 2,000 years and who will be that iconic figure and that iconic piece that will be revered in some temple somewhere, Chris, some museum. My, my, only, my only regret, Stephen, is when I depart this mortal coil is I won't be around for the beatification of GI. That'd be probably a little bit like Mary McKillop. It'll occur at uh, Randwick Racecourse. Yes. Winks, of course, will be in some form in attendance. Because I ask you the question, what was the biggest attendance at any event in Australia? And where was it? Uh, was it the uh, population of Adelaide lining the streets when the Beatles arrived? No. No. <laughs> no, it was the Pope appearing at Randwick Racecourse. Oh, is that right? The only, biggest, the only space big enough to handle the Pope and his numbers. So <laughs> I, I rest my case. Okay. <laughs> Not the Rolling Stones. What tour was that? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> which Pope Would was that? Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris, Chris. Now. We're going to go into something darker here, something more sinister. Uh, those forces that uh, we all deplore. Fear. None of it. Hey? We fear. We fear. Uh, there's no god godlike creatures in them. They're, they're you know, soulless creatures. Yes. I'm talking about the grand finals last year reappearing tonight for a battle to the death again. Even though they both promise not to peak too soon, here they are, number one and number two, <laughs> fighting it out, you know. And, of course, the sheer hubris, the arrogance, which has brought down many a godless man in yes. the past, yes. is rearing its ugly head in the Bondi chooks. Right. What's what's happening? Is it Kiri? Is it Robbo? Who is it? Surely it's not James Tedesco because he's a good a good son of Leichhardt, isn't he? No, Tedesco will never forget his West Tigers roots, and, right. and and he stays out of the discussion. Wait. But Luke Kiri, who let's face it, is having an origin like Stephen, uh, origin, <laughs> origin like Stephen, like, like Stephen Ferris origin like season Stephen. <laughs> uh, in in the lead up to the big clash between. The defending premiers and you know the defending losers, yeah, the wraiths from the south, aka the Melbourne Storms, yeah. Queenslanders. He's likened uh, Mel- Melbourne, yeah, to Barcelona. Now you're going to have to, well, the city. That's what I thought he yeah. meant. And what I- you mean that grand city with uh, Gaudi's beautiful architecture? And the and you know in the wake of the unfortunate happenings at Notre Dame, the La Sagrada Familia. Yes, I mean that'll be getting an influx of tourism for people who are interested in religious iconography right now. But they may well be mistaken, thinking they've gone to Melbourne. Well. <laughs> I've got to say to Luke, he seems like a good footballer and a nice guy, but has he been to Barcelona? I mean, that city is amazing. It is amazing. The Paella yeah, is yeah. incredible. It's the gateway oh, to Ibiza. Yeah. What are you, Melbourne? The seafood is What did so- you say Melbourne's the gateway to? Well, it's, it's, Dark it, it, Mofo? It's, it- <laughs> 
<laughs> at best. You, if you want to transit that way, get on the ferry. Talk about a half-fast <laughs> Otherwise, you can fly straight down. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, if you gave me two passes to Dark Mofo and said, that's your weekend, I'm yeah. going, what have I done to offend you? Yeah. I mean, come on now. Yeah, and via Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know it's also got an ACDC laneway? Yes, yes. Yes. Did you know that? Of course. Yeah, and, and and as we've established, Let's recap, shall we? ACDC never actually played in Melbourne. <laughs> no, no, they didn't even breathe the air down yeah, there. Whereas the family home in Burwood. <laughs> yes, yeah. Nothing. It's a, it's a doctor's office. <laughs> it's a dental surgery. Isn't it doesn't it? say much about the state of tourism in, in, I, I, in New South Wales. Does I thought it was it? a dental practice called Buddha's Tooth or something like that. I mean, yeah. who was the dentist who extracted Buddha's Tooth? Yeah. And why and, is he remembered? And can or I she? also remind you, they're putting up a statue of Michael Hutchins down there. Are they? Yeah. Are they? Where's he Where, from again? <laughs> Perth, actually. I think it's no, no, he's a, no, he's a Northern Beaches Northern boy. Beaches. Yeah, yeah, he lived in Hong Kong for a while, but he's Sydney through oh, and no, through. Oh, no, of course it was the Ferrises. The, <laughs> the Ferrises, Ferrises yeah. were from Perth. I don't know if they were from Perth. I think they went to Perth to spend a year there, Chris, and so therefore the the, the Perthians, can we call them that, the well, sand gropers, can erect a statue of the Ferris brothers. I could go back and watch my DVD of, or Blu-ray of Never Tear Us Apart, but yeah. it's probably historically inaccurate. <laughs> yes. As no, these um, things will want to be. Well, look, we, 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 we can understand, understand Luke Keary getting... All those facts wrong because he's not from Melbourne. No, no. So he can say, "Well, Melbourne is really Barcelona," but he's never been to either. Or he's played in Melbourne. Played in he? Melbourne. So he's seen Amy. Yeah, but you know what it's like. The Roosters are so despised down south that yeah. basically they're in a convoy. Of course, they're they in Popemobiles. Popemobiles. Yeah. Straight from Tallamarine yeah, yeah. to Amy Park, cars, yeah. and straight back straight to the back, airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're held in. If if it's a late game, yeah, they're yeah. held in a compound overnight. Of course, like dogs in quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then put back on the jet. The sprayed. That's yeah, right. and then straight off to the icebergs. <laughs> and then they get a three course meal. And they're deloused at the icebergs De- yes, yes, to yeah. get the Melbourne out of them. Melbourne out, yeah. Uh, and then they'll have some fancy cocktails, some French champagne. Yeah. Uh, no, There'll be an art exhibition there. They, they might wait for a bit of a couple of thousand bucks just for fun, you know. Yeah, ex- art exhibition yeah. to get back in the, the swing of Bondi, the groove, the rhythm, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Melbourne will disrupt their rhythm. And of course, Craig Bellamy's had something to say about Luke Keary likening. Has he? Yes. Let's have a listen. Pumping our tyres up. I think we were compared to Barcelona or something yesterday by Luke Keary. Um, so obviously they've uh, they've sat down early in the week and. Thought and worked out between themselves. We'll pump their tyres up, and then we'll come out and blow them away with shotguns on Friday night. You know, so um, you know, we've all found a little bit condescending, to be quite honest. But um, at the end of the day, that's that's what you know they want to do. So, does he know what a G is? Condescending. <laughs> Has ever heard of a G? Condescending. There's a couple Craig? of things in there. A, a, a lot of the narrative came out that because it was a reference to football teams, that the ah, Roosters are like Real Madrid. Like that's got, my confusion. Yeah, more money that they can shake a stick at and yes. just buy players. Right. But I, I mean, I thought, I thought Bellamy touched on something there in describing the Roosters as condescending. That's not yeah. an original thought. But yeah. he said they're going to turn up, you know, having pumped up our tyres and tie. blow us away with shotguns. Wow. That would rate. That would rate. Oh. Now, when you when you pump up their tyres, what part of their anatomy gets pumped up? I mean, what what is it? Your thighs, your chest, your head. Oh, I think it's your head, head because head, you get, yeah, yeah. you're full of notions that you're a little bit notions, better, and, and yeah, it's going yeah. to be an easy game. Cubus, yes, That's yeah, right, yeah, and yeah. you're not focusing on and the. They whip out the shotguns, right? Bam, 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 bam. Incredible. What jury would convict them? Because yeah. we've had to endure the Melbourne Storm for low these many years. Well, as we say, they're not human. No, Chris. Well, that, that, they well, that would prove fluid. It'd be like something from Westworld, wouldn't it? Yes, that's but, yeah. right. There's the no Storm, law against killing a robot. At the 20-minute mark, a little bit like poor well, old 
Neno McDonald and uh, John Asiata down, like the entire Melbourne Storm team would be down and the referees would look to the touch judges and the medical <laughs> officials and all of a sudden they'd all get up again. I'm <laughs> right from the dead. Like, like Jesus, Lazarus. Yeah, but they're cyborgs, Chris. And that would be resurrection. And, and, and though their flesh might be hanging off, they're still walking and playing. Is there anything more perfect on Good Friday to see 13 <laughs> Melbourne Storm players? An actual resurrection. <laughs> Man, it's just too much. Oh, boy. Is that what Real Madrid do? I'm cancelling my social plans for the night, Stephen. I've got to watch this game. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but there's this what do I say an ice age it's been brewing for a while between Cronk and Smith oh, Cronk and me. Smith because Cronk left Smith's team not a word's been spoken a while ago now well, yeah, but I mean premierships they, have been decided did, since then yeah not only well yes there was one handshake well there's one also arm around the throat there's one arm around the throat <laughs> if I do remember correctly in the grand final too the good arm <laughs> went on the good on the bad neck right uh, but Apart from that, right, apart from those moments where they've come together, they don't, they don't even mention each other's name in anybody's company. No. Such is the relationship between Cooper Cronk and Cameron Smith. Andrew Webster touches on this this morning. Mm. And in, in, in doing so, he made the observation that Cronk said, you know, have you watched the game back? You know, you have left the storms and you've rediscovered yourself replicant style yeah. at the Roosters. And he goes, I don't need to watch the games. I played in them. He's not human, is he? You don't buy that, though. Look, if I won a grand final, yeah. then there's no chance... Well, there's not much chance of that now. Yeah. I would buy the commemorative Blu-ray and watch the game. Of course you would. Look at my work. Quietly. I listen to every episode we do here, replaying Absolutely. and you know, say, that was Over funny, oh, I've hit the mark there, <laughs> you know, I give myself a... That you was know, a dud. Generally, yeah, well... Ferris interrupted me. He's an <laughs> idiot. He's overlapped. <laughs> so, you know, and but, I mean... These guys, mm-hmm. we, we 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 worry about them yeah. because GI sorted stand up comedy, yeah. South Sydney board working in the community. Yeah. But and this is confronting news, Stephen. Mm. Super Cronk and uh, Cameron Smith are nearing the end of their careers. Yeah. But if I could backpedal, Chris, it is a time issue because if you said to Barack Obama, you know, do you, do you, you know look back at all your press conferences and your speeches and your glorious moments? How much time has he got? He's already lived it. Yeah. Does he have time to do it again and watch it and sit down with his... Probably, because you've got to write the memoir, right? You do. So you've got to double-check the yeah, facts. And yeah. Michelle's written hers. Sure enough, yeah. So, so I think it's only question. natural that you review, but you, you know, you'd want to know mm. what the future holds for Cameron and Cooper. Oh, well, now you mentioned future, Chris. There's only two roles, two pathways for rugby league players. Now they go to university and do all sorts of degrees. There's only two pathways open. That's right. Barista. Barista. Or perhaps politician. Politician. Cooper Cronk, politician. Definitely. Cameron Smith Brewster. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Because you know in Melbourne, best coffee in the world. Well, there is. And there's there's contemporary evidence. So Michael Gordon, uh, who's uh, had his 250th game for the Titans, drank a shoe out of his boots. Some news? He's already a barista. Already a barista. He's got Cafe Espresso uh, Cabarita. Yeah. Get along. Get a lot We got got Gypsy from the Dragons with his uh, cafe. Yeah, Jason Nuttengoff. Even Mundine had a crack at it. Yeah, down Ramsgate, I think. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, on the political side, yeah. the wonderful news that yeah. came through the wires yesterday oh, is that, yes. Here that goes. Greg Dishhead Dowling, former yeah. kangaroo, yeah. has signed up with the Palm United Party. Oh, I thought you were going to say start having a cafe called Dishhead <laughs> or right. Dishheads. Hey? Well, well, I'd like I'd like Greg and Kevin's because he'll always be remembered as having the fight with Kevin Tomati from the New Zealand yes, team at Lane yes. Park, yeah. which spilled into the benches and into the wire fences. Right, says here, 1980s rugby league star will be the United Australia Party's. UAP in brackets, Chris, for your benefit. Candidate in the Townsville electorate of Herbert. So, but you can you, imagine going up to Herbert. I mean, it would be a draw card for Queensland tourism of a major scale. You could forget the large crocodile or whatever. And uh, Dishhead's greatest coffee in Queensland. Can you see it? 
He could probably strive both. Do I think, both. Yeah, because he there could campaign go. whilst dishing out the coffee. And yeah. look, put the glasses down on Herbert. I mean, Dowling's got that for sure. That's that. that's one seat in Parliament for Clive. Represented Queensland 11 times uh, at the State of Origin. Much touted sporting staff for the seat. Staff that said, yeah, OK. Party leader Clive Palmer has been tipped to run for the seat, but instead he'll be the lead candidate for the Senate campaign. Blah, 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 blah. Dowling is the second rugby league star to run alongside Mr Palmer. Mm. Well, the first one, of course. Greg Lazarus. Uh, Glenn, well, Glenn Lazarus. Glenn, Resurrection. Yeah, the brick with eyes. It all makes sense, doesn't it? How much do I hate the brick with eyes, Chris? Uh, a fair bit. A fair bit. Okay, so we, we, I would imagine the Bristers aren't happy. General quality trained Bristers around the country aren't happy about rugby league players entering into their trade. They go to barista school and then some name, rugby league name, comes in over the top. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, look, his career may not be so glittering. No. We all remember another politician. We do. May we? I was just a person out there making sure that I was, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm buggered. I'm sorry. It's time for the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. It's scary. It's scary. This is what bugs me, right? This is what, you know, these little things, you know, for people of my generation, you know, right? So I get in my car, right? I get in my car at Penrith, say, mm. and up on my phone for no reason comes 65 minutes to get home. Traffic is light. It's- and I'm thinking, what? What? We're watching you. 
What the hell is that? What the hell is that? And that was the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Anyway, we're all fired up. Let's go. And everywhere we go, we had 25,000 people in New York City. I asked them, are you fired up? And they were all fired up. And I asked them, are you ready to go? And they're all ready to go. Jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine. Well, Chris, we had to give an opposing point of view here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patty Smith is denying that he had any influence or any role in her life whatsoever because she wasn't born with original sin, unlike the rest of us, including Gandhi, including Buddha, including including little kitties. (laughs) Tell you what, what what an album, Steve. You'd have to say one of the greatest debuts ever known to humankind, Chris. Yes, I think that's true. Patty Smith and uh, Horses, the album. We're not talking about Daryl Braithwaite here. Maybe that might make the grand final. Patty could be kicking the grand final big time. You're onto something here. A duet between Patty Smith and Daryl Braithwaite, as as inevitably the storm and the roosters resume their hostilities, whether they're dead or alive. That great turn for two tunes mashed together. Oh, a mashup! Mm. Mashup! The horses and Gloria. It goes without saying. Uh, this is Fire Up. You're on FBI 94.5, FBIRadio.com. Oh, the text line I should mention is 0409-945-945. Please give us your point of view on this very good Friday. It's a, it's a time for sharing views, Stephen. Yes. I mean, we're, we're, we're an inclusive show. We accept anything. Chris, uh, there's a major fault line in rugby league, as we might have touched upon last week, and uh, the evolution of mankind is not keeping up with the demands of this sport known as rugby league, uh, or it is outstripping the constraints of what is put forward to them in rugby league. I think was, that's, that's the that's more the likely case. scenario, yes. There was a, a, a you know, for, for those who can't read, uh, in the <laughs> Telegraph the other day, there was a picture image of the greats of the past, Reg Gasnier, Billy Smith, etc., etc., against their counterparts. Now, all they mentioned was their weight. A good 20 kilograms difference in most of them, except Cameron Smith, of course. Well, Ken Irvine, winger, greatest mm. try scorer How of heavy? all time, 77 kilograms. Yes. Fergo, prior Fergo. the nose injury, 107 kilograms. Has he lost weight because of that nose? I would have imagined so. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine so. Well, it's shifted well, yeah. anyway. Yeah, it shifted. It certainly has, yeah. That would take something off. And this is not even counting in the height factor, which is about another eight, uh, in old, old school terms, eight inches tall, most of them. So what's happening is the rules, the game is roughly the same. So when a player turns fast or is hit by three other players, boom, ribs go, ankles break. Um, noses, ankles, noses, uh, syndesmosis, yeah. uh, pecs. Yeah. Uh, it's a high-speed collision sport, Stephen. It used to be a trundless sport. Yes. Matty Johns overnight said, you know, we used to train as middle-distance runners. Now they train as Olympic sprinters. Right. And, I mean, there's been evolution of the rules. I mean, I, I, I reflect with um, um, some delight about how they introduced some rules to limit the effectiveness mm. of the St. George Dragons back in the 20th century. You know, the unlimited tackle rule and the five-metre rule and all those sorts of oh. things. Have I told you about the premiership wins? Um, have you? I don't know. I, <laughs> no. I, I can't remember that. I'll get on to that later. Yeah, and um, never before, never again, again. Thank God. <laughs> um, and the question is, does the game have to reinvent itself now? Because the uh, the, the nutrition, the yeah. sports science, hello, Craig Bellamy, yeah. uh, is leading to what? units out there that are uh, causing decimations, Stephen. I believe there are 63 injuries in the NRL this year and, alone. And there's a major campaign courtesy of Guy and Matty. Matty Johns, right? Yep, yep, the Keepers of the Flame. Now, I don't know how that's going to help. It's just basically a repair job. It's a sticky tape job, isn't it? It's totally a sticky tape job because yeah. they're talking things like, oh, uh, reduce the interchange to eight to six. Hello, oh, hello. we all know that. God, guys been banging on about that for Re- years now. Reduce the 10 metre rule to eight metres yeah. so they're coming at shorter distances. I mean, this I'll, will just temporarily fix this. On that line of thinking, you might say only a two man tackle, no more. Reduce some of that collision. There's been discussion. Really? They said there'd be an adjustment period. Yeah. 
I mean, it's Buzz Rothfield, editor of Large of the Telegraph, who wrote this piece. Yeah. He's done the comparisons. And yeah. the key thing, the thing that's highlighted, the thing that's in the picture, yeah. is the weight of the modern player. Right. Moses sorely tipped in at 124 kilograms. Right. Because he said he eats everything in sight. So we famously had a relocation program to get Jimmy the Jet to Redfern to the ghetto where he's afraid of the bad forces. What are we doing? What's this program we're, we're suggesting? Weight loss. Weight loss. Yeah. A debulk program. A debulk program right. for the NRL. So I would suggest to you, Chris, that you might have to then reduce the human growth hormones, maybe. Get rid of those. Yeah. Uh, steroids. Gone. Protein shakes. Absolutely gone. Peptides. Yes. Junk food at 3am in the morning. <laughs> blood doping. Calves blood. <laughs> You're right. Turtles blood. <laughs> Oxygen tents, Chris. Uh, what, what the, the portable cryogenic machines? They help them, you know, banana sandwiches? Well, famously, Paul Langmack said, Paul, you look like you're bogged up in the off-season. There was an adverse inference. He said it was banana sandwiches. Wow, I didn't know. And and look, the thing is, they talk about bringing fatigue back into the game to get the smaller main back into it. Just make the men smaller. Sorry, Chris, the Burgi with four chickens each for breakfast. That's right. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) It's a simple, straightforward, health-inducing program so that the the physical masses, physics style, are reduced simply not by changing the rules. No, changing your body. Shape. Making the weapons smaller. So when Nene McDonald or Aiden Guerra suddenly do a sharp turn or someone's leaning on them, their ankles just don't go, snap. No. And then the kiddies don't get afraid to play the game. That's right. And everyone's happy. We've fixed the problem. And the little men get a chance against the big men. Because it's well known that the rugby league is struggling right now for its <laughs> brand image, isn't it, yeah, Stephen? It sure is. Yeah. God... Ah, oh, don't tell me you're going to get on to Toddy now, Toddy Greenberg, and go to court. Well, I mean, it's obviously the... He's been scaring everybody. The controversy rages on, and let's face it, some of the revelations from what uh, Einfeld, the lawyer, said in DeBellin's defence yesterday, the yeah. controversy very much rages on. But uh, Greenberg was on the stand. I, I was there. Yes. Um, it was a terrific performance by him. He was under mm-hmm. a, a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. But there was this issue about whether um, what was the impact of the charging of Jack DeBellin on a very key, a very a, what we in modern parlance and business even call a KPI. Uh, yes, Key performance indicator. indicators. Yeah, yes. The yeah. NRL has one. It's called yeah. the Net Promoter Score. It was. You remember when that whole Facebook scandal went on? And they were talking about metrics and analytics, etc. So they, they, there are ways to measure activity, aren't there? Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica. Uh, now, what is it called, Chris? So the Net Promoter Score, the NPS. Yeah. Yes. And it's a measure. It's mm. an absolute measure of how the brand is doing in the marketplace. This is similar to the good place. Very similar. Where when you die, they tell up your good actions versus your bad actions. You either go to the good place or you go or to the, the bad NRL. place. Or you the NRL. Yeah, that's exactly. right. So if you go to the headquarters at Moore Park yeah. on a oh, yeah. massive big digital ticker yeah. like the NASDAQ, yeah. you can see the NPS M- and that, it's spiralling like the wheels are spinning. That's drawing the tourists big time, Chris. I reckon when they build a new stadium, that should go right out the front. Right. And it just is constantly active. You know, oh God, what's going on? It's just dipped into the red. You know, we better get on our phones and find out what, what activity has been happening over overnight that's going to sort of drag it down. And, and it was put to Greenberg, and he, and he was asked to give a tangible example of the impact uh, of the DeBellin case, and he referred to the impact on his daughter's touch football team. I thought it was drawing a fairly large, long bow there. It's called the human touch, Chris. Yeah. yeah. But he was a number of propositions were put to Todd okay. about these things also are impacting adversely on the net promoter score. Okay. Uh, look, I've got a list you've just given me. Uh, number one, sexting scandals. Yes. Okay. Salary cap rorting. Storm winning premiership. Well, I think it's I think it's the Storm wanting to get their premierships back. But I would just oh. I would just reduce that simply to the Storms. Just the Storms. That just hurts rugby league. It, it does indeed. <laughs> Forget expansion. It just everybody hates them, right? So uh, we've got the podcast from Andrew Fafita. Yeah. on the couch. That's right. With Dugan. How about that haircut of Dugan's? It's well, getting better every week. Took him to a win last night, didn't took, it? That that was the that was the make or break difference when he was going down that side and with that hair. 
that that I would call it a cross mohawk, uh, sharpie cut meets, uh, you know. I, I think it's the history of Western Sydney and come, come <laughs> in one, haircut, in one haircut. Yeah, That's exactly. brilliant. Uh, GI and his DUI when he came back uh, and he'd been drinking the night before after getting his Australian captainship uh, and then the next day didn't realise he was still under. Over. Thank heavens so, he's resurrecting now. Referees, Chris. Blunders. You the, know, bunker. the bunker, the yeah. whole debacle that is. Everybody hates them. Why do we need them all? You know, it's like, why do we need police in this community of ours, you know? And, and, and can I give a quote from uh, DeBellin's lawyer, Einfeld, which I think sort of encapsulates the Did problem? Did you say Seinfeld? Einfeld, sorry. Einfeld. He also said the NPS is affected by video footage of players in compromised circumstances, oh, yeah. some displaying their personal paraphernalia oh, yes. or personal attributes. What are we talking about? Car keys here, Chris? And coins? I, I think and we're talking about the George... Rabbit's foot? I think the George Burgess selfie where he displayed oh. some personal paraphernalia quite oh, proudly. Right, right, right. right. Is and this then, some sort of competition? And that negatively affects this uh, net promoter score, you're saying? That's right. Maybe right. some of the footage of Sigiara and uh, Norman gets, and the Chich. How do, but how, okay, what I want to know, Chris, technic- technologically speaking, displaying your paraphernalia overnight, how does that action actually input into the metric system so that it shows up on this great big board down at Driver Avenue? I mean, what do the pundits have a say in this? Well, the, I think that, uh, quite rightly, it's been pointed out that you actually go to evidence like... Um, for example, memberships, yeah. TV ratings. Of course, of course. They're all up. So you may say that Catherine Lumbia on one hand may say metrics damaged, you know, it's all in the negative, and then you go to the fan and goes, I just want a bit more biff, and yeah, that's so funny what they're doing off the footy field. How do you rate this? How do you put this together, Chris? Well, it's Conundrum. difficult, but I, I personally feel it's never been better, Stephen. We've never been more warmly received. Absolutely. And, and I imagine if we hop down to Moore Park after the show, we'll see the NPS just going up going and up. Going up, skyrocketing, up. yeah, that Mercury rising. Well, with rising. all the good news, G. And, and, you know, the, the, the Melbourne Storm being slaughtered by the Roosters literally tonight. Right, so debulking program. Done. Underway. Rugby League saved for another day. We want to see this this NPS scoreboard way up there in public view so we can all have a look. I can't wait. It's an exciting... Uh, hopefully this year, Chris. If you go onto the FBI... Uh, sorry, the Fire Up Facebook page later uh, in this week, Stephen, you will see a picture of you and I, like at the opening of the New York Stock Exchange where they ring the bell. It'll be you and me at Moore Park at Rugby League HQ yes. pointing proudly at a elevating NPS because we have... Resurrected rugby league. Resurrected. One last point, Chris. Uh, talking of, uh, well, we are of course a community station, not for profit. All the rest. We're often asking people to join up and put their money in. Uh, will there be a streaker tonight? And will he be clothed? And will any of his mates chip in and pay for it, like the last rooster streaker that is now in dire straits financially? <laughs> He's got a GoFundMe page for the $5,000 fine. I think he's forgotten to put it on the GST, which, again, would be typical Roosters rorting the books. <laughs> right? what? And as of last weekend, a measly 512. The Roosters... Is they talk about the Roosters got? way. The Roosters way is to cut loose one of your own. Sure, yeah. he streaked with fully clothed. He was an idiot. Because when it comes to money, Chris, <laughs> we're on our own here. Yeah, very much so. Forget about it. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Chris. We'll see you next week. Fire up and uh, go... Oh, any games this weekend you're interested oh, there'll in? There'll be a couple. There'll be a couple. Dogs and rabbits this wow. afternoon. But tonight's the big one, right? Tigers and Eels at the opening of Bankwest Stadium or as the ABC likes to refer to it Western Sydney Stadium. That is exciting news Chris. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab Fire!